Since the news that Linda's Bar and Grill on Franklin Street would be closing after 47 years, there's been an outpouring of reactions and memories from Chapel Hill community members. The bar stayed operational through the week, giving anyone the chance to say goodbye in person one more time, and that includes our own Brighton McConnell. When entering from East Franklin Street or walking into the downstairs bar, Linda's Bar and Grill has been packed for three days in a row. The space, lit by overhead strings of lights and neon signs of beer brands, was standing room only. Since owner Christopher Carini announced he is shutting down the restaurant for good, hundreds of people have squeezed into the wooden booths and leaned up against the bar, perusing the menu for a final order. How do you say goodbye to a restaurant with some people's favorite orders in Chapel Hill? The most amazing loaded tots in the whole wide world. I'm obsessed with like their grilled cheese sandwiches with avocado and tomato. Like always got to get a combo basket when I'm here. They have red oak on tap. UNC senior Skylar Mosey has been among the crowd with her friends each night since Tuesday. She said she couldn't believe the news when her friend told her that Linda's was closing. I started crying. Um, I, I thought she was lying. I thought it was like that TikTok trend where people tell their parents that someone died and it's like a joke. So I thought she was joking and just trying to get my reaction. But my reaction was that we have to come every day until they close. So here we are coming every day until they close. Abigail Allred, who is also a UNC senior, searched for a seat for the last round of Wednesday trivia in Linda's down bar, something she said she's done since the first week of her junior year. Allred said the business's announcement was, quote, a big shock, but that she would be thankful for the space and atmosphere it provided her friend group. I am going to be thinking of sitting in the booth, watching all of my friends trickle down the stairs, and they all sit down with a big huff, and we're like, we're here again, we made it through another week. It feels like Linda's is me and my friend's coffee shop from the show Friends. That sense of welcoming and the camaraderie among its patrons, staff, and owner is a common thread of how Linda's earned its regular crowd in the last decade. Carini bought the restaurant and bar in 2011 with the goal of preserving its character but saving the business. While he's sought his own successor the last few years, keeping Linda's afloat during and after the pandemic has taken a toll, one he says he can't overcome. The gathering of Linda's cast of characters this week, though, reflects the community Carini helped build. Allison Fanny credits the bar owner for helping her get married to a UNC graduate who would reminisce about his days with Daily Tar Heel colleagues at the bar while living down in Arkansas. Early in their relationship, Fanny called the bar to see if any t-shirts or merchandise was available as a Christmas gift. She said Carini answered the phone and responded that while there wasn't Linda's merch available, he'd send her her future husband's favorite dish instead. Chris overnighted three servings of mac and cheese, frozen, plus the little crunchies that go on top. And so for Christmas, my boyfriend at the time opened it up, could not believe it. He was like, you've got to be kidding me. Fast forward four years later, my husband, as we're getting married, actually says in his vows, you got me mac and cheese from my favorite bar. That is how important Linda's has been to us. For the former employees who returned to their bar, each night feels like a family reunion. People drink, laugh, catch up, and jostle infants in their arms while Carini alternates between popping into a booth to share stories and helping his current staff behind the bar. 
Adam Candelori worked at Linda's for eight years and made the trip from Garner, where he lives now, with his family for the final time. Candelori credited Carini for creating a sense of community within the staff who helped convey that to their patrons. I met all of my closest friends that I have in my life here at Linda's. I met my wife. It was just that a bunch of people came here to find their family away from home. It's great to see it alive again one last time. I, the last few times I've been here, it hasn't been like this. J.D. Rust remembers moving to Carbro in 2018 and interviewing for a service job at a different bar. After running into Carini while grabbing a drink, the Linda's owner extended him a job offer too. Rust said his first visit to his future workplace was during a renowned pot roast lunch, and he described the business from there as, quote, life-changing. With the bar filled to the brim for the week as people showed support and reminisced on why they loved coming here, would it be possible for Linda's to be saved? Rust said he would have mixed feelings if it were bought by someone else, simply because of how Carini's ownership and the bar's management defined the 47-year-old business's latest chapters. You know, this place exists in a certain period of my life, right? And it's, it's pretty uh, tattooed on there, right? So if someone else were to take it over, I think that's, it, that feels really nice, the idea of it. But I don't know that it needs that in my heart for me to just be like, okay, that base is covered, right? And it's special to me because of Chris. As for Carini, he said he wanted to ensure Linda's went out on top, as the bar was in people's favorite moments, and nothing less than those memories made. For 97.9 The Hill, I'm Brighton McConnell. Thank you, Brighton. You can visit a print version of that story on chapelboro.com that does include pictures from the penultimate night at Linda's. Carbro now, where one of the largest and most visible projects in Carbro in decades is scheduled to be completed this summer. It's the 203 South Greensboro project, which is probably best known as the future home of the newly created Southern Branch of the Orange County Library. The building will also house the Orange County Skills Development Center, Carbro Recreation Parks and Cultural Resources, WCOM Radio, and more. The chair of the Orange County Commissioners, James Etta Bedford, spoke with me about the advantages of having the Skills Center in Carborough and how staffing the new library may fit into the budget. A library as well as a Skills Center, which has been here in the Europa Building, um, on a bus line but not well used, which is part of DSS for folks that need job training. Um, they do some CNA training with Durham Tech and the Guardian Ad Litem has some offices there. Getting that in, in Carborough where there's much more bus access, much more foot traffic. Will, will be a plus. And then in the spring with the budget, we've been told all these years that, that that new library, the operating costs, you know, now we have to hire people, will be about $500,000, and you know it's going to be higher. I just know it's going to be higher. <laughs> <laughs> so, that just seems likely. So what likely. can we do and balance the hours and be fair to everyone so that we can um, finally, I think, it's been, I think it's, been in, it's been in the plans for over 20, 20 years, 30 years, if you talk to the advocates. Orange County Commissioner James Etta Bedford speaking there. You can catch that full conversation in the News on the Hill section of Chapelboro.com. You can also learn more about the 203 Project at townofcarborough.org. It's time to talk sports, and we will start our sports conversation by talking about history being made. It happened for the women's basketball team last night. It was actually a really big game for the team, hosting number 25 Syracuse, and this was the first week that UNC had fallen out of the top 25. 
feeling like they had a lot to prove. And I'm going to be honest, it seemed like a pretty easy win. And leading the way to that pretty easy win was Tar Heel star Alyssa Usby. One more coming. It's airborne. It's through. The first triple-double in Carolina women's basketball program history. Usby goes to the bench, receives the word from Courtney Banghart, high fives all the way up and down the bench. Her family up and filming the moment with their phones behind the bench. Usby makes the free throw, make it 10 points, 13 rebounds, and 10 assists. Alyssa Usby, just the third Tar Heel basketball player in history to record a triple-double, the first ever for the women's team. We did have Jason Capel and Brendan Haywood pulling that off on the men's side back in 2000, but no Carolina women's player had ever done what Usby did last night. Here's what head coach Courtney Banghart had to say about putting Usby's performance into perspective. It's such a gift that you get to watch her play basketball. You know, there's so many people who have to watch her on TV or listen to Matt, who does a great job. But watching Alyssa play basketball, um, I've been saying that she's a great athlete and she's relentless, but she's really learning how to play basketball. Um, 16 rebounds, 16 points, 10 assists. It's not just a triple-double. She shattered it, right? And there are so many jerseys of really, really good players that have played through this program. Players that I, there are a reason I'm here, right? Because I wanted to, I wanted to try to bring kind of that back. Um, and... To know that she's the only one um, who's gotten a triple-double here um, with the way who she is, how she plays, how she plays hard and she's selfless, um, she's, she should make all Utah Hill fans really proud because she does things the right way. UNC women's basketball coach Courtney Banghart speaking there again. Women's team with a big victory over Syracuse. It's not going to get any easier. They'll be on the road at Notre Dame. That's going to be on Sunday at 5 p.m. Keeping it on the court now, the men's team will be playing tomorrow at noon. They'll be at Clemson for a tough matchup. We'll have all the coverage for you here starting at 10.30 with Countdown to Tip-Off on your flagship station for UNC Sports, 97.9 The Hill. Big news out of football also. We've got a new defensive coordinator, multiple outlets reporting that UNC will hire Jeff Collins as a defensive coordinator. He previously coached at Georgia Tech and uh, didn't have a whole lot of success as a head coach, but had quite a bit of, cons- of success as a defensive coordinator. He spent time in that position at Florida International, Mississippi State, and Florida. You can find out more about him by visiting the news article on chapelboro.com. We've also got some preseason baseball rankings to tell you about. Perfect Game put out their predictions for the season for college baseball. They have UNC clocking in at 14th. So definitely looking forward to the season for the Diamond Heels. Finally, we got some gymnastics going on tonight as well. UNC gymnastics team will open their season hosting a quad meet against Ball State, Rutgers, and Utah. Worth noting, this is the inaugural season of ACC gymnastics.